are you there? Hey, I'm here. Good. How are you today? I'm good. Good, good, good. Switch locations. Okay. All right. Yeah, I can hear you really good. Okay, perfect. Did you have a good weekend? I did. It was pretty chill. Just in the house, chilling out. Okay. So we'll go get started. Um, thank you for, at first I want to say thank you for being willing to be on my podcast. Um, I see what you're doing with your candle business and I really do love that. I need to order some more candles from you. Um, I appreciate it. Yes, yeah, so I appreciate you coming on the podcast today. So we'll get started. Um, just tell us a little bit about yourself and then I'll just start asking a bunch of questions. Okay, so my name's Jolicia. Um business owner, mom, wife, uh, full-time worker, you name it. Um, Just got a lot under my belt, a whole bunch of different hats. Um, My business, I've been um, in business now. This is my third year. Um, So I'm really excited about what's to come and just hoping to continue to expand and grow that business. And, um, you know, here in South Florida, um, I was born and raised in Miami. I've been here my entire life. Um, So, yep. That's that's it in a nutshell. I love Florida. I was supposed to come to Florida in April, but some things happened. But I love visiting Florida. Miami, mm, it's cool, but I like the ratchet Jacksonville. My friend ah! lives there. And I've never been to Jacksonville. So they have so many good foods there. I love it. I, she likes living there too. She's been living there for this year will be two years. So I knew her from college. So South Carolina to Florida is a big difference from where I'm at. So I like living. I like going there all the time. Yeah, I have a friend that she lives up there. Um, she came there from Tallahassee. Well, she's from Miami. She was in Tallahassee for college. And then she went to Jacksonville for work. Um, and I don't even know if that, that girl would be leaving. She really does enjoy it up mm. there. So hopefully one day I'll get up there to visit her and check you it out. You got to. It's real. It's people down, people down south, they say, oh, you're going to Jacksonville. That's so ratchet. But I love it. It's really <laughs> <good>. <laughs> So I got you on a podcast because, you know, you're a mom and you're millennial. So tell me, you know, about how is it being a mom? I I don't have any kids, but I know, Mm. you know, my friends have children and it's very difficult sometimes. So what has your experience been like being a mom? Oh, my gosh. My experience has been so rough. So I started out really young. Um, My oldest is 13 and I had her when I was 16. Um, so, you know, dealing with the whole teenage mom thing and having to finish up, um, high school, I actually just got my college degree last year, finally Congratulations. my bachelor's. Thank you. Um, and then I, I got married, um, five years ago. And so I have a younger daughter, she's three years old. Um, so really just balancing what it's like to have two different age groups right now. Um, and they both have, um, autism diagnosis as well. And so, um, that's a whole added layer to, you know, my whole motherhood journey, but it has been, it's been rough. And, and, um, one thing that I will say, I've been grateful for community. I've been grateful for, um, people that God has strategically placed in my life throughout time of you throughout my motherhood journey, um, that has helped me along the way. Like I, I couldn't thank them enough. Um, and I wouldn't be here, you know, where I'm at right now. And as as far along as I've come, um, just in like career and business wise and everything without the help of so many people throughout the years. So I'm so grateful for that support. 
Yeah, I didn't know your, I knew your oldest daughter had autism because, um, you know, you would post about it on your food blog and stuff, mm-hmm. but I didn't know your youngest had it too. So that has to be very challenging, yes, but it's yes. good you have support. It's really, really good you have support. I love that you have a, a sense of community support because, I mean, I don't have any kids yet and my friends, they'd be like, Logan, you're going to be the 40-year-old with no kids. I'm like, probably. <laughs> um, but, you and there's know, nothing wrong you, with that. Yeah, but you have to have support. Like, I I can only imagine if you didn't have any support, like, from your husband or your family Mm -hmm. or your friends. Like, that would be very, very hard. Like, very, very hard. Very hard. So, um, teen pregnancy, you know, you're a higher risk if your mother or your aunt. Was anyone else teen pregnancy in your life or? Um, I don't think so to be honest I think my mom had her kids I think she started a little bit later maybe like in her 20s or so Mm -hmm. um but I don't I don't think so um not immediately connected to me like not immediate immediate family or family no I don't even think they always say like um well you may be a higher risk or something but honestly I I mean it could be but it couldn't be I don't think it's really proven that right it matters at all so how did you navigate, you know, being a 16-year-old and getting pregnant? Like, how did you feel at that time? I think I felt a lot of shame. And mm. um, I felt a lot of just, like, heaviness on me. You know, eyes were always watching me while I was at school. I would wear these huge jackets, even though people knew I was pregnant and I just didn't want to be walking around with this belly. I was just, mm-hmm. I was very embarrassed. Um, and my oldest, she was so sickly when I had her, she was in and out of the hospital until she was about three years old. And so, um, I kind of went into like a robotic mode because I had to be in and out of the doctor's office and everything so much with her that I just kind of shut down a little bit emotionally because it was so overwhelming. Um, and I had to, I just had to keep moving, right? Like my Mm -hmm. baby's sick, like I had to be there for her. I couldn't really take the time to stop and wallowing my feelings about it all I just had to do what I needed to do in that moment and so um I really didn't like come out of that until she started getting better and her health and her health got better overall um and then I started to you know really develop a mother-daughter relationship with her because she was in the hospital so much you know it wasn't her it wasn't the typical um child growing up right like most of her time was spent hooked up in the hospital yeah Yeah. like she didn't her milestones were different right so it just it it, a lot of that is a blur to me to be honest and always doctors ask me about it you know they want to know your medical history and stuff and they ask about her and stuff I'm like you guys I really couldn't tell you like the the hospital system can tell you better than me because Mm -hmm. we've been here so much like yeah and I can seriously just go check the computer and it'll tell you everything you need to know because we were here for most of it um but it it was very difficult for me um and I think that as I got older I started to you know learn and and grow out of that um grow out of that space of being like robotic and emotionally shut down um and realize okay now she's better and we can just work on you know living our lives now right like we're not focused on when's the next doctor visit or anything like that so we were able to really um enjoy our mother and daughter journey from there on out once she started getting better yeah and the thing about this um I'm an addictions counselor but I don't really like mental health, to be honest. Um, but, you know, you 
that's traumatic for you. You were a young teenager, you know, you're a new mom and that may have been your way of coping with it. Like, okay, like I'm going to just do what I have to do to get my daughter right. And then eventually like, you know, you got out of that and you got a relationship with her, but that's totally normal to have felt that way for sure. Um, yeah. And I, I went to therapy when I started um, college. I started college at FIU um, when I was uh, 18 and I, I didn't finish at FIU, but I did start there and they had free counseling. So I went to therapy and then the therapist was telling me, you know, I was beating myself up about it because I didn't have that mother daughter relationship with her that, you know, people talk about it all the time. Right. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's like this instant thing. And you see your child and you're like connected. And, and I didn't feel any of that. I, I was still reeling from the shame and embarrassment. And then I had this sickly child and the emotions were all over the place. But I was not feeling that. Um, so she was like, you know, don't beat yourself up about it. You know, like your journey has been different than what the typical mother's journey has been. Um, and so I really had to learn from that and grow from that. And therapy was a huge part of that for me, for sure. Yeah. And I, and I hate that you felt shame. I mean, I can remember being 16. I don't, we had teen pregnancy, but it wasn't like prevalent, I guess. I remember in eighth grade, a girl got pregnant and, you know, people be like, oh, like she's pregnant, you know, mm-hmm. how your kids and I never would say anything negative because like that could be you, too. But, yeah, I kind of see how you may have felt shame because honestly, some people can be so cruel and mean and probably embarrassed. So I could definitely understand you feeling that way. And that's valid that you did feel that way. Yeah. So what is the joy of motherhood? We talked about the tough stuff about the diagnosis of autism. What, you know, what do you find most joy in being a mom? Right now, I'm finding joy in them growing into their own personalities. Um, I'm finding joy in seeing them flourish and learn different things. And um, when they come home from school and, you know, I'm just talking to them randomly and they're talking about something that I didn't even know they knew, like words, Mm. you know, they'll say certain words. I'm like, what do you know about that word? Like. (laughs) they're mentioning certain things to me and I'm just like this is amazing like you're literally a whole human like Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's hard to you know because sometimes like that's my kid that's all I see them as like as an an extension of me but starting to see them as their own individuals um that is something that has been so beautiful to me and like really taking on that responsibility of like rearing them right not feeling like I own them or they're mine Mm -hmm. but like just preparing them for life itself um and you know it's been it's been a it's been a pleasure to get to know these young ladies and help them help mold them and shape them um as they come up so that's my greatest joy right now um seeing them grow in the hope of what they'll be in the future right um yeah and just really hope is a huge thing for me right now because because they have their diagnosis and I don't know what the future holds for them so when they do have these um moments where I'm just like I did not know you knew that um I'm just like this is amazing you know to see I know where you started and to see where you're at right Mm -hmm. now it's amazing to see them in in all their flourishing moments and you sound like you're a type of parent that you know, maybe they are autistic, but you don't want them to be defined as that. Like the way you talk right. about them, it's like you want them to say you could do what everybody else can do. Yes, yes. you may have some challenges, but you could do it, girl. Or you could do it, girls. Y'all can yes. do it. So yes. I definitely see you like that as a mom. And I like that because a lot of kids with disabilities, 
especially in the black community, they don't really want to accept the diagnosis mm-hmm. or get their children help. Like I could think of one person right now, like I know he's autistic and his mom just didn't believe it. Wow. And you kind of be like, what if you would have believed it and got him help? Then he would have been more advanced than he is right. now. So yeah, I definitely, I definitely can relate to that. And I've heard that a lot, actually. And, you know, um, when we got the diagnosis for my youngest daughter, um, I, I immediately was just like, what do you guys recommend? You know, like, mm-hmm. what do we need to be working on? Because I've seen the effects of therapy um, with with my oldest. So I already know that, you know, that is just proof in of itself that it works. So I was ready to dive in. I'm like, you guys let us know what you recommend and we'll get started on getting her into the therapy she needs so that, you know, she doesn't have such a significant delay, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So she can be as far along as possible. So I'm actually grateful that we got the diagnosis with her being so young so we could hop right on it and just start working on her immediately. Yeah. So what are the signs? Um, I know the different signs, but someone listens to the podcast might not know. So like, what are the signs that you saw within your daughters or the doctor saw um, and you got the diagnosis? Um, With my oldest, so hers is genetic. And so she had genetic testing and that's how they knew with her. Um, and her, the first sign that her pediatrician saw was low muscle tone. Uh, she, mm. she, you know, she had low muscle tone. And so she was concerned about that and sent us to genetics. And from there we got the diagnosis, um, for my oldest, I mean, my youngest, she was, <clears throat> she was talking, she's a pandemic baby. She was born right before the pandemic. Wow. Um, and she had started talking and then she regressed. Um, and so we told the pediatrician, we were concerned because we were like, she used to at least say, Hey, you know, a couple words here and there, but now she's not talking at all. Um, and she was really concerned about that. And so she sent us to do the psychological evaluation and everything. And she just went ahead and got the ball rolling. And then we talked to the psychiatrist and um, they evaluated her and they're like, you know, from what we're seeing, um, we're really thinking that this might be, um, autism because, you know, I think she was, she was two at the time and she wasn't really, she didn't really have a lot of language skills at all. She wasn't really, um, her receptive language, which is like, you know, the understanding and comprehension side of things. Mm -hmm. She wasn't really um, able to understand what we were telling her. We would tell her to do certain things and she just wouldn't respond. Um, And so, you know, little things like that, that they were like, "Mm," you know, and then her, um, she wasn't able to like self-soothe, you know, like she would get upset Mm -hmm. and she would just be so, so upset and we really couldn't calm her down. Um, She would just keep going on and on about it. Um, So that was another thing, the hand flapping, um, that's one thing that she was doing too. So those are the signs that we saw with ours. Um, I know that there's plenty of other things out there that other moms experience, but that's what we saw with our girls. Yeah. So I know you said earlier that you wear mini hats. You're I didn't you candle making lady or candle old, <laughs> I'm sorry, not lady. <laughs> um, you do the you have a full-time job, you're in college. Like, how did you balance it's, I know that's probably really hard going back to school and having kids because I don't have kids and I went back to school and I was like, do I really want to do this at this point? <laughs> uh, so how did you balance all of those things? Um, uh, number one, God, you know, mm-hmm. just like really that's that's uh, I'm, I'm just so grateful. Um, but my job was completely supportive of me um, in the work life balance thing. You know, they're really, really um, mindful of that. 
And so when I let them know that I was in school and everything, you know, I was I was contract at the time. So, you know, they kind of lighten my load up a little bit. They're like, you let us know, you know, what you can handle at this time. And so mm -hmm. um, that's how I was able to get through the school thing. And they were really supportive, you know, when I had tests and all these different things. So my job was really, really supportive. My husband was really supportive with taking the girls when I needed to just get in some homework, get it done, you know, and just take my time. And I would leave the house. I'd be like, look, I'm going to Starbucks. I'm going here. I'm going there, mm -hmm. you know, just to get out of the house and just get in my zone and get my schoolwork done. I would be up actually my last, uh, when I was, uh, getting ready to deliver, you know, going into labor with my youngest daughter, I was finishing my last paper for my Ooh. last class. I was on the little, the ball, the, the little, um, exercise ball yeah. and I was feeling, you know, my stomach was bothering me. I didn't know I was having contractions, but I, you know, I was like, Oh my goodness. Like my stomach is bothering me. And I'm just bouncing on this little ball. I was like, I gotta finish this paper. I need to finish. I need to finish it. And I finished it. Thank God. Um, and I went straight to the hospital right after that. And I was in full-blown labor. You was like, <laughs> I'm going to do this paper, but this baby got to come. And that's so funny. That's so labor. crazy. Because I remember last year around this time, well, April is of last year, uh, one of my college friends, ironically, the one that lives in Florida, she was like, Logan, just just go to um, Texas because my dad passed away. She was like, you need to get away or something. And I remember being, they're like partying and all. And I'm in the corner with my computer trying to do my last discussion post. Like, they like... <laughs> They're like, girl, we going out. I'm like, yeah, we can go out after I do this thing because I'm trying to graduate and get my yes. this. Yes. So yeah, that's crazy. Like, but you had to get it done and I feel I you had on to that. get it done. I, I was you. just like, look, this need needs to be turned in. Like I was I was up all night working on that paper. So I was like, this is going in today. You know, I'm just gonna yeah. get this out. But yeah. And what did crazy. you get your um degree in? Um, so in business management. Cool. Um, and yeah. that literally ties into what you're doing now. So yes. That's yes. so cool. How did you get started with the candle making? I'm and I and I didn't tell you guys, I know her from my food blog, but I think you've taken a break from that page. You only focus on your business, right? Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. I'm locked in right now to my business. So So how did you get started with the candle business? Like how did it interest you? Like, did you see someone else doing it? How did you get started? Yeah, so my candle business, I started that um, because I had an accident a few years ago and um, mm. I had like really severe anxiety and PTSD. And um, one thing that helped me relax, um, like when I was at home and I just needed a moment to myself was candles. And I started to notice that like candles, when I, when I would light them, it'd be like a moment of self-care for me, right? Like mm -hmm. I just knew like, this is just my time. I'm going to take me a shower or whatever I'm about to do. I'm going to light my candle and just unwind, you know? Um, and one day I just came to my husband. I was like, look, like, I think I want to start a candle business. Like, this is something that's helping me so much um, with my anxiety. And I want to share that with other people. Um, and he was just like, let's do it. So um, I just started like researching and learning more about it and learning how to make them and finding vendors and doing all these different things um, so that I can just start prepping myself to roll out, you know, my business. And um, I started um, learning from different people, joining different groups and stuff so I could 
be more connected to the candle community. Um, and it, that's really just how it got started off the ground. Um, the name, I named it after my girls. Um, it's actually a combination of their first names. So um, a lot of people think Jael is my name, but it's not. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a combination of my two girls' names because, you know, it, it's just so important to me to leave them something. Um, yeah, I don't, you could pass that on to them. Right. And I don't know, you know, like I mentioned before, I don't know what the future holds for them. And so it's so important for me to make sure that they're covered and protected and, you know, that they have funds, um, that they're, they're well taken care of, um, even after I'm not here anymore. So, yep, that's how it came to be. And ironically, you know, I make cookies actually after we get finished, I have two orders. Um, like with cookies, I have, I got diagnosed with anxiety back in 2021, I think. Mm-hmm. And the cookies is just something that I do. It relaxes me. People are like, you have to measure this stuff. I'm like, I know it like the back of my hand. Right. I enjoy making them. And that's something that definitely helps my anxiety. And then I like to do yoga too. So that helps it too. So I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that you want to leave your child, your children, something behind because generational wealth is so, so important. Um, and I love that you're doing that for your kids and it helps you too. Yes, for sure. And I love that your husband is very supportive too. He like, baby, we can, yeah, we can do it. Whatever you want to do. I'm going to help you. He is like, let's do it. He, he helps me out so much when I have my events and stuff. He packs the car for me. He does. He's Mm. like, he's in here. Sometimes he, when I have a big order, he'll be in here. I think I saw you post him a while back. (laughs) We had your old page. He was helping you. He'll be in here putting the wicks and the candle and stuff for me. He helps. He helps me a lot. I love that. So, um, pretty much, you know, you sound like you have a lot going on, but you have a lot of support in your life. And I wish you lived closer because I don't think they had any candle making classes near me. The nearest is like an hour and 30 minutes and it's so overpriced. Oh my God. Um, Cause it's in Charleston, South Carolina. So that's like more so historic South Carolina. Right. I think the class was like $150. So what? Yeah. Yeah, I know my friend, him and his wife, they live in North Charleston, which is not, it's kind of not too far from regular Charleston, I guess. And he went, I think before they got married and he was like, yeah, it was expensive. For one um, person? I think for one person, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. I paid $50 so, one time in Miami and I was like, mm, I got a $50 candle. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I know the place they have in Miami because a lot of people, they go and visit and do that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I wish you lived closer so I could be like, yeah, I'm going to her workshop or something. But it- Okay. We're back. Yeah, I can edit it. That happened last <laughs> okay. time. I think the girl got a call or something, but I don't Yes. Know. Yeah, yeah. Oh it's okay. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> but I was saying like and I'll edit it so it'll be okay. But okay. I was saying um yeah, we don't have any candle making. The nearest one is Charlotte. Well, Charleston is an hour and 30 from me and then Charlotte is 2 hours and I can't even imagine the prices of Charlotte. So Oh my gosh. Yeah, I wish you lived closer, but you know what? I'm saying I'm going to buy a candle from you today and support your business. So, I'm about one today that. either way. I'm about one today. 
I appreciate the support. And I would love to get to a place where I expand and have, you know, different locations and different like pop-ups areas. or something. Yeah, like pop-up shops. For sure. Yeah. I just saw another business doing that. It's a, it's a spa. Um, and they do pop-ups in different cities and stuff. I have friends all over. So I would love mm-hmm. to do like a pop-up. Just I just need to figure out the logistics and get my wax up there and stuff. But mm-hmm. I will do it. I am I'm here to I love to travel. Yeah. <laughs> so I will definitely be down to do something like that. Well, I remember sure. that. I have to get you to come to South Carolina one day or two or something and get you started. But yeah, it's it's so many different opportunities with businesses now. And I love that you started your business. Honestly, at the perfect time because everyone loves candy so yes yes you're going to be in business for the rest of your life and everybody <laughs> loves cookies so i'm being in business for the rest of my life everybody needs to eat girl oh my god yeah yeah <laughs> so i always end on the podcast with two questions the first one is always um i pick an age and i'll let you give yourself advice to that age okay um it's a good age i always do 20 something let's do 21. What would you tell your 21-year-old self? What advice would you give to her? Oh, my gosh. 21. Let me think about my 21-year-old self. Oh, my goodness. Um, 21. I would tell my 21-year-old self that you don't have to have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it's okay if you don't have it all figured out. I think it is. that a lot of times, you know, I was stressed out and and fig- like, oh my gosh, like what's happening next or anything, mm-hmm. but that in time, everything's going to make sense. Um, and that don't be afraid of going through all the bumps that come along with the journey. Um, because those bumps are going to make you who you are. You're going to learn from them. You're going to grow from them. You're going to um, be an encouragement to other people because of what you've been through. And don't shy away from your story and your testimony um, and be proud of it, in fact. So that's what I would tell my 21-year-old self. And that's perfect advice. Like, even for me at this age, like, I'd be like, oh, am I supposed to be doing more than I'm doing? And I'd be like look at far you come with everything in life like your younger self would be so proud of you if you don't stop and sit down somewhere mm-hmm. so right. i love that. that little trend that was going around and people were sharing like um their photo and saying uh wait we we do this now i, I don't know if you've mm, ever seen it yeah but my, they'll show my like the younger that. photo and they'd he be like that. we do yeah. this like yeah it was a tick do- it was a tiktok because he was like um uh, something I don't know. Like he was get he's got married recently. He was like, "Bro, do we have a girlfriend? Like what? <laughs> like I would have thought that." And I thought that was the cutest thing when he did that. So yes. yeah, I'll have to do that one day for my podcast to reflect. Yes, back. do that. That's cute. Look back on it. Like we we're like a thousand followers in now. Like mm-hmm. or you know ten thousand yeah. followers in now. Yeah. Like that's amazing. Yeah. So I would tell my 21-year-old self, oh, Lord, 21. Mm, I was a, I used to beat myself up about a lot when I was in college because I transferred to university and I had to literally completely start off from scratch. Mm. So I went from being like supposed to be a sophomore to a freshman. So when I was 21, I was a sophomore and I was supposed to be a junior and I will always beat myself up about that. And I was just telling myself, like, it doesn't matter if you graduated at 23 29 or 30 it literally doesn't matter you did it you had fun and that's it like just 
stop thinking so deep into what other think other people think of you. I would tell myself that at 21. Absolutely. Um, I just yeah. graduated at 29. I feel great. <laughs> yeah, and I got I graduated again um at 27 and I feel deal okay like it doesn't make a difference right but I feel right. like when you're young you're like oh like everybody else is doing this like I should have did that but you know you did it girl so you got your little degrees you good you good we're good yes. right we're good <laughs> <laughs> so the last question I always end on is like what is your top four songs currently oh um gosh. so what top four songs have you been loving <laughs> This is hard because I barely listen to music these really? days. Really? Be honest. Yes. <laughs> well, we won't have to do it then. Any albums that you like? I couldn't even name an album for you right now. Wow. I literally have been so deep in audiobooks right now. I and... used to be, but I'm cheap. I used to have Audible. No, so there's, well, I don't know what they have up there. But in Miami-Dade, the library, they have an app um, that you can just rent free audio books they have like I mean all the library like any book that's in the library currently it's Mm -hmm. on the app so if they yeah you can look and see if your local library has it because ours does and I have been I mean I think last year I probably read I don't know maybe 60 books or something I I read books like crazy once I finish one I already have the next one lined up that I'm gonna listen to so (laughs) yeah that's why I don't listen to music anymore I've been on I've yeah I have no I couldn't even answer this music question well I don't I mean I'm not the typical person I think um our last my last two podcasts yes they talked about Beyonce Mm -hmm. um they were going to see Beyonce and I was like yeah like I Beyonce cool but I'm cheap and I'm not spending no two thousand a thousand dollars to see her so I'm good on that but yeah the last two podcast guests have really been talking about Beyonce so yeah I talk about that I'm not yeah I'm not a um, was it the beehive <laughs> yeah I'm I not a beehive stand no. and people laugh at me but I love Charlie Wilson I don't care what nobody say I run him out to the ground and I told my mom okay, when I get I married get yeah yes. I told her when I get married I don't care if we have to have my wedding on zoom if it's just me my husband and Charlie I'm good like I, oh, I'm so no. I love him so much. And I, he probably costs like 100K or, or even more. He so. probably does. Oh my yeah. God. But I love him too. My husband loves him. Like, I love his music. I, yeah. I, I support this. I support yeah. this. I like for old school music. I like trap music, but I love old school music. So. Same. And that's, that's my issue now. Today's music is not. It doesn't really have substance to it. Yes, like that's what it, it is. It doesn't really have substance to it. Yeah. And I work in addictions for like three years now. So like a lot of the music I listen to in college, like I can't listen to certain artists because they're talking about using drugs. I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. like he was talking about using a illegal substance. So yeah. I kind of don't listen to certain stuff anymore. But I mean, that's a part of growing as an adult too. So yeah. Oh, for sure. My music has changed over the years. Like for sure, for sure. Well, since you don't have any music, we'll cut the podcast short and I'll edit where it kind of went off. Okay. Um, but I appreciate you being on the podcast. Uh, we've never met in person, but when I started my food blog, y'all, she was probably, I don't know, my first 50 followers or something. I don't know. But you supported since the beginning when I had braces and a shortcut. Like, <laughs> yes. you've been here the <laughs> entire way. And um, I'm about to hit 3K pretty soon. I think I have like five people left but I'm not trying to like follow people just to unfold them back 
Right. So I'm doing it organically, but you've been there since the beginning, and I really appreciate that. You've actually brought cookies from my cookie business. It's too hot right now to ship. It's going to be too hot, so I can't ship you anything probably until springtime next year or wintertime. But I appreciate you being on the podcast today, and I really enjoy talking to you. Thanks for having me. This is exciting for me. So I'm, I'm glad you even thought about me. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I'll end the podcast like I always end. If no one has told you they love you today, I love you and take care. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye bye.